Hello, and welcome to another episode of From Paper to People. This one is a family cookbook episode, and I am your hostess with the mostest, Carolyn Neelachlan. But first, before we get started with any kind of food, I have amazing news for you. Some of you may recall that I've been talking a little bit about the Weprin Montgomery Bill. This is a bill that was in front of the New York State Assembly, and although it was only a New York consideration, it's actually important to the entire country. New York's is only the 10th bill to be considered to allow adult adoptees to be able to access their identifying birth certificates. That means a birth certificate that provides full identifying information about both of the parents who let the child be adopted or fostered. Today, about two hours ago, that bill passed. Now it goes to Governor Cuomo's desk. Governor Cuomo has already said that he's going to sign it. So when he does, as of January 15th, 2020, all New York-born fosters and adoptees and all people descended of people who were born and adopted or fostered in New York State, regardless of how far back that goes. Your great-grandfather was adopted from New York State. That's okay. You can get his identifying birth certificate. It's going to open enormous doors for people who are doing their research. It's going to be absolutely an amazing breakthrough in genealogy. And I wanted you to know all about that because one of my students is going to directly benefit from this law having been passed. Last year, we got so close. It was the last day of session and they held off and they refused to put it up for a vote. So this is very exciting news. And it tells you that grassroots in genealogy can work. So all you other states out there, if you don't have a law like this, if you can't access your original birth certificate or OBC, then by all means, start your own grassroots organizing because you can do it too. Now, let's talk a little bit more about the cookbook. I've been thinking about what would be the best food to get into next. And since we have our first greatest number of listeners in the United States. And right behind that, the second greatest number of listeners in Australia, I have to think about both hemispheres at the same time. So I was thinking about doing something that was both for cool weather and for warm weather. And then I decided, mm, no, so <laughs> right now, I'm doing something slightly different from that. But first, we have a bunch of new members in the group. And that's really great. We're up to 140 something members. And so that's cool. I'm very happy to have all of those new members. And we also have a new patron, a new member of the Patreon army. Her name is D. Cotts. And she is a root. Now, I want to remind you that between now and June 30th at midnight Eastern time, you can join for $7.50 a month or more at 
patreon.com slash ancestors alive, and you will receive some booty. And that is a deck of cards. And the deck of cards is going to have some kind of a vintage design on it. Now I have been designing all of these fun decks of cards, really kind of bizarre ones, and some with movie posters from old movies, whole bunch of them there, I think there may even be 30 of them by now to choose from. So I would really recommend you going over to the shop, which is zazzle.com slash FPPP podcast and taking a look and seeing what you think about what's over there. And if you value this podcast at $7.50 a month, plus the page on Facebook, plus the daily newsletter that comes out at paper.li, plus the group on Facebook, plus my Twitter feed where we can always have a chat and hang out. If you value all of that communication and all of the ways that I can hang out with you and support you and, you know, even the occasional phone call, then please sign up. Seven fifty a month. No biggie, right? Forgo a coffee. That's all you got to do. And you can get a fun deck of cards and be a part of the action. And it supports everything that we're doing, including the new Reparational Genealogy Project. And I'll tell you about that, maybe this episode, maybe the next. So now let's get back to the cooking and the bacon. Today is cake day. Cake, cake, cake. And then some more cake. What I do when I look for recipes for the family cookbook is I go through my mom's recipe books. She has all of these hardbound two-ring books, and they have these plastic pages with sleeves in them, you know, and so you can put four recipe cards in each page. And I'm always looking for something that comes from somebody either outside of the family, like a friend gave it to my grandmother or something like that, or something that comes from an ancestor. And I have one of each. And I'm kind of psyched about both of them, because I'd never heard of either of these before. So they're surprise cakes. (laughs) So our first cake today is Susie's or Gloria's apple cake. Now, the reason I think it's fun is that if I don't know who it comes from, I get to kind of imagine the situation. My grandmother was, this is my mother's mother, she was an army wife, an officer's wife. And so she was held to the standard of sort of doing a lot of cooking and baking for church and doing a lot of entertaining for officers' wives and things like that. And this seems to have come from one of those officers' wives. The version I'm holding in my hand is one that my mother typed up. There is an older version that is a much fuzzier type that was typed up by my grandmother. So I know that it comes from my grandmother. And the ingredients are changed slightly to modernize them. The ingredients start with one and a quarter cup of vegetable oil. Then it says two cups of sugar, two eggs well beaten, three cups of flour, one teaspoon of baking soda, one quarter teaspoon of salt, one teaspoon of vanilla, quarter teaspoon of cinnamon, and three cups of diced apple, peeled or not. So hey, be you. And a quarter cup of chopped pecans, optional. Mix oil, sugar, and eggs, 
add dry ingredients, all sifted or mixed together, add the rest. The batter will be stiff. Bake in a greased sheet pan at 350 degrees, Fahrenheit, of course, because we're in the United States, for one hour. If you prefer a thicker cake, use a loaf pan, oblong cake pan, or a tube pan. The cake freezes well, even with the cream cheese icing, and that's coming in a minute. Use only firm red apples. Do not use corn oil. Mix by hand only. Do not use mixer. Okay, now this is where it gets a little bit different. The icing, originally it said one stick oleo margarine, and that tells me it was probably a recipe from the 40s or the 50s. So my grandmother would have gotten this probably when she was living in Hawaii or maybe when they were living stateside right before they were shipped over to Hawaii for my grandfather's service there. So a stick of margarine, one eight-ounce package of cream cheese, one box of powdered sugar, and a teaspoon of vanilla. Cream the cheese and the margarine together, add the vanilla and the sugar, mix well, and spread on the fresh apple cake. That sounds really good to me. I don't know, it's not apple season right now, but it could work. And I don't know, is it apple season down in Australia? Could work for y'all. Now, the other way that you can do this, on the back, mom says in her handwriting, a half recipe will make 36 mini muffin-sized muffins, and you bake them for 25 minutes at 350 degrees. We're always looking for the next way to do something here in this family. Now, the second recipe, I am so excited about this. This is the oldest recipe I have found in my family. Most of the recipes that I have found go back to my grandmother's stepmom. Her name was Idy. That's where the Hensy cornbread came from because it wasn't really the Hensy cornbread. It was really Idy's cornbread. And I don't know why we have so many recipes from a woman who wasn't a blood relative to us, but this is called the Hensy family chocolate cake. And that means, as far as I know, that it comes from my grandmother's grandmother. And that's very exciting. It's also exciting because of the way you make it. And you will see because it's a chocolate cake. Now, what could possibly be wrong with a chocolate cake, right? I mean, just to begin with. But it's also, oh, well, you'll see. Okay, it's got two parts. The first part is that you make a cake batter. And then the second part is that you make a custard. And then you put them together and you mix them together and you bake them. Do you see where I'm going with this? This is like awesome. Okay, the cake batter is that you make with a quarter pound of butter, a cup of sugar, a cup of milk, two cups of flour, two eggs, two teaspoons of vanilla, and a teaspoon of baking soda dissolved in a little bit of water, a cake batter. You mix that all together in a bowl. Then you make on the top of the stove a custard, which is made of an egg, two-thirds of a cup of milk, two-thirds of a cup of cocoa, and a scant cup of sugar. So a little bit less, you know, you don't have to measure very seriously about that cup of sugar. And you mix that together and you cook it 
you know, a little bit low, I guess. There's not even any direction about how you make this, which tells me that it's an old recipe. And you cook it until thick. Then once that custard comes off the flame, you let it cool for a couple of minutes, and then you add it quickly to the cake batter and you mix that together so that it doesn't, you know, like cook up the eggs in the cake batter and all that kind of stuff. Then you place it in two round nine inch cake pans and you bake it for 30 minutes at 350 degrees. And then you can frost it any old way you want to. But if I were you, I wouldn't frost it with something out of a can. I'd make a frosting. Oh, that sounds so good. So now I'm going to go make something out of a package because it's easy to satisfy me. And it's the easiest way for me to get chocolate into my body. I think those are absolutely wonderful desserts. And I hope that you can use them. Maybe there'll be a nice picnic or some sort of an event at your place of worship or at a family get together and you'll be able to share that with your family. If you have a recipe that you want to share with the podcast, and if you want me to read it out, please send it to me through my Facebook page, send it to me through my contact form at ancestorsalivegenealogy.com. Or if you're in the group, the last Monday of every month is submit a recipe day and you can submit the recipe that way. Please join the group on Facebook. There's a lot going on, and we really love to have you. That Facebook group is from Paper to People podcast group. And of course, check us out at patreon.com slash ancestors alive. You don't even have to join with financial support. Just follow it because I post articles and things there that you will not see anyplace else because I try to keep things interesting by posting different things every place. And if you follow me on Twitter, twitter.com slash ancestors alive, you'll see that every day at 8am sharp, my newsletter posts and you can look at my newsletter on paper.li. And you can see all different kinds of aggregated articles. Most of them are about DNA. It's just an aggregator. And I don't necessarily back everything that's there, but it's there for discussion and for consideration. So thanks very much for listening. Have a great day. And until I talk to you again, expect surprises. Mm-hmm.